Thanks for joining me, Josh. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. I know you've got a lot of free time right now. Spring training came to a screeching halt. Tell me about kind of how that process happened for you and where you are now. Are you at home? Are you just trying to get reps in? What's going on for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, most of all sports are at a stop now. But, yeah, we were in spring training. I think I was there for ba barely a month. And we knew the virus was going around and stuff, but we didn't really think too much about it at first. And then as it spread more and more, we all started getting worried because we're in a close contained locker room. So one of us gets it, the whole staff and the whole team is going to get it. So we had a meeting probably like two and a half weeks ago about it. And they're like, hey, we got more stuff coming on, like MLB and MILB working with us. And then the next day they um, told us, yeah, we're going to send you home because we don't want it to spread. So I've been home in North Carolina for about <coughs> two weeks now. And uh, just been working out and uh, kind of trying to stay sane. Yeah, I know that has to be odd in a time of year where you're ready for things to start gearing up. And so many youth players as well, high school players, this was the time where things were really starting to pick up in terms of their season. So what have you been doing just to stay sharp? You know, I kind of limited and going outside and going to parks. Are there things that you've been doing at home um, just to kind of stay in the game? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been running and stuff and lifting in my garage and like trying to go out and run while I can. I mean, I think they're going to issue a shutdown order here today or tomorrow. So my time's kind of limited outside. So but I, I've been lifting. I've got the Red Sox in me a lifting schedule to do every day. So I've been doing those lifts and then trying to stay in shape and get some swings in when I can and go to the field when I can when the weather permits. So I've been doing that a lot. So I've been staying pretty active for the most part. I mean, I feel good. I still feel ready for a season. So I know a big part of your game is the mental aspect of the game. We've all got a lot of free time right now. And I know you're big on different athlete books to read. Are there any that you would recommend to youth and high school players right now while they're kind of cooped up inside too? Oh, yeah. Especially like for, I would say middle to high school kids, a book called Mind Gym. I forget who it was by, but it's a pretty easy one to find. That's a great book. I read that growing up, and it really kind of opened my eyes to, like, another aspect of sports in general and baseball, and it kind of helped elevate my game. <clears throat> There's a book by Hori Posada. I honestly forget the title, but that's a good one. And then another one is called The Mental Game of Baseball. And that just – it goes on hitting and pitching aspects in the book, but I think that's a good one to, like, just dive into because – whether you're hitting, pitching, or you just want to learn about both, it really helps you to become a better all-around player. What about maybe things that they can do at home? I know you're a big fan of taking those aspects of the game that you can visualize in order to have success when we finally do get to be back out on the field. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, for me, I'm a visual learner. Like, people tell me stuff I can't really do. I got to see it. The big thing I'll do is, like, I'll watch games and, like, especially games I haven't seen, and just go through the at-bats, and I'll be like, hey, maybe he's going to throw this pitch here, throw a breaking ball here, it's 1-1 one, one count, change up. So just put yourself in the at-bats and just kind of figure out what he's going to throw because, I mean, they can always help you. And then a big thing I do is mirror swings. So I have a big mirror in my house, and I'll just envision my swing and think things I need to work on. If I'm pulling off, I'll do like 20 swings, just dry swings, just doing the right thing, and it works works numbers on you, like, the amount of mirror swings in my life has really elevated my swing. When did you start playing baseball and really get involved with the game? Uh, I started around five. So I played all sports, soccer, basketball, baseball, and I was 
really bad at soccer and basketball. So I started playing baseball around five. My dad was like, hey, which one do you want to play? And I said, baseball. And he's like, all right. So he stuck with it. So that's 20, 22 years I've been playing that. And from then on through high school, through college till now, it's all my whole life has been pretty, pretty much wrapped around. I mean, also play other sports like football and lacrosse growing up too in high school. But baseball is the big stick for me. There are so many kids out there that play multiple sports and you continue to do that throughout high school. Do you feel like that was important in your career as an athlete, even now that you're a professional baseball player, but being able to play other sports? Oh, yeah. I think it definitely helped me out more to be to be more athletic <clears throat> in baseball. I mean, I played football. I mean, that's a brutal sport in its own. But I think the practices and the skills I learned there helped me to elevate my game on the baseball field as well. And lacrosse is kind of like football, but it's also more technical with your stick handling skills. And just stuff that I learned there with hand-eye coordination just helped me play better as well. And I think a lot of college coaches like to see kids play other sports because they like to see, they like to see a kid who can compete in any kind of any kind of environment, whether it's football, lacrosse, soccer, baseball, whatever the, the other sport is. They like to see you compete. And the more sports you play, the more competitive you're going to be. Throughout your high school career, when did you kind of start to see things shift from, you know, this is something I kind of just enjoy doing to, you know, I think I could go to school for this. And the, the offers in recruiting started to come and explain that process to me that was like for you. Uh, it really started picking up for me, like, around middle school. It's, like, seventh, eighth grade. I mean, I start every game, and, like, towards eighth grade year, like, the high school coaches would come watch me, and they're like, oh, this kid's pretty good. And, like, a lot of people are like, hey, you're pretty good. You might want to keep playing. And, like, me, like, I wasn't talking to myself. So I was like, yeah, cool. I mean, we'll see. And then I got to high school, and I started every game as a freshman on varsity, and then every game till my senior year. <clears throat> and it just kind of started clicking for me. I was like, this might be something I can either make a career out of or at least go to college with. And then freshman year, sophomore year, I started getting looks from like local colleges and then colleges out of state. And that's when it really clicked on like out of state colleges were like calling me and saying, Hey, we really are interested in you. And that was probably end of freshman year, beginning sophomore year. I was like, wow, this is, this could really happen. And you ended up picking the Gators, playing for Kevin O'Sullivan. What drew you to UF? What really sold it for you in making that decision? Well, for me in general, like, I wanted to get out of the house. Like, I wanted to get out of North Carolina just because I'm so used to traveling. So I was already confident nomad as well. So I was like, I might as well just go somewhere else, do something new. And my parents also went there. So I grew up a Gator fan. So I grew up going there. My brother and sister were born there. So I, our whole family is Gator fans. So it was kind of just like, something that I've always wanted to do. And then the biggest thing was when you go there, you're going to play the best competition. So I wanted to push myself and push myself to, push myself to be the best player I could possibly be. I know going there and how they were in the competition wise, they were top tier sports teams in all sports, but not just baseball. And I knew that I was going to face the best every weekend when I went there. So that was like the driving force for me. Do you think there was something about playing at UF and being a Gator that really shaped you and not only your what is now your minor league career, but for the rest of your life? Oh, yeah. I mean, it taught me, like, failure is probably the biggest component of baseball that people don't understand. Like, you go three for ten, you're going to be the Hall of Fame. That means you're not doing – you're not getting on base seven out of ten times. And it sort of taught me how to fail. Like, I went there freshman year. I was facing guys who were – who've played in the big leagues now and who were top talents in the SEC in scrimmages, so not even real games. So first off the bat, I was learning how to fail because my coach is like, just relax. Like, these guys are good. Like, you're not going to get hit every at bat. 
because you go from high school being the man getting hit hitting 500 600 to college where you're like hitting like 250 you're like whoa wait a minute here and then going into uh conference play like the sec play even our midweek games were tough too but conference play was a big thing too you got south carolina on the weekend who was ranked number like in the top 10 and florida ranked top 10 so the atmosphere was just electric every time you played them and you had arkansas and old miss and mississippi state and lsu i mean played LS, playing lsu at lsu and their top ranked team was just ridiculous like crowds were massive the energy was just it was scary as a freshman but at the same time it was something that if you can get get that under your belt that quick like you can rise up very fast you were drafted not only at the end of your career at florida but you were out of high school too why do you think it was important for you to choose to go to college to play those four years and and get your education instead of going straight to um rookie ball in the minor leagues Oh, yeah. So I got drafted by the Nationals at high school in the 31st round. And for me, like, it was a maturity thing. Like, I wasn't ready to go play pro baseball to make it my whole life. And I think that's a big thing for kids coming out of high school. There's a maturity gap from being 18 to 21, 22 that you can learn in college. And there are kids that playing in pro ball now that just come out of college. And you can tell that sometimes their world's kind of turned upside down because they're not ready to just be on it's not be on your own but you kind of got to do things on your own like this is your job now and then college like there's a learning curve obviously competition wise and emotionally wise and just being like a, a person a person wise too like just figuring things out for yourself figuring yourself out as a baseball player as a person and I think doing that helped me to be a better pro player when I got drafted again and then you left with a great degree too probably in something that a lot of people don't know that you have a degree in so tell me about what you decided to major in while you were at uf oh yeah most people don't know but i was a, a geoscience and environmental science major so it's basically if you it sounds complicated but it's really like a mix of geology geography and environmental sciences like meteorology and weather and forecasting and stuff like that do you expect to maybe do something with that i mean that's not something you hear most athletes being interested in oh yeah eventually like when i'm done playing and like done with baseball i want to go back and get my master's in that and eventually get a job in that because it was something i was extremely interested in and like, i devoted a lot of time to in college like classes labs like i wouldn't just i don't want to just let it go like because that's just something i grew up wanting to do out of high school ideal job in that field what is something that you would really love to do one day uh, I got really big into groundwater when I was there at school. Like we had a class on it, and I got really big into that. That and also, I one of my like dream jobs. I used to want to be like a uh, either writer or photographer for like National Geographic. So I've always wanted that was like my dream job going out of high school and into college. So something along the lines of that, but I'd probably stick closer towards groundwater, like a research job in that. You're still playing baseball, though. You were drafted by the Phillies, spent two years there, and now you're with the Red Sox. Um, this would have been your third season with them when spring training kicked off. So tell me about that transition. You're in the middle of what is the grind, probably one of the toughest grinds of them all. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's the hardest thing to do in sports, like you just said, but <clears throat> it's just the everyday playing every single day. Like, you play football, you play once a week. Even basketball, you're not playing every day, but we got like 130, 140 game season. So you're playing Monday through Sunday, no days off. We'll get one day off a month, really. 
sometimes you'll play like the most I play like 25 games straight and your body's just exhausted but I think the biggest thing is like a mental grind on you because you gotta learn to play every day you go over four one day like yeah you gotta let that go you got another game the next day and then the next day and then the bus rides got a 10-hour bus ride to some city middle of nowhere sometimes really sketchy hotel sometimes and you're not getting paid much and then yeah go play that same day get there at 7 a.m go to sleep wake up at three go to the field and play a game and you're exhausted but i think that's what makes getting to the big leagues that much better that you went through that whole grind and you see people that have just like come out of it on top and some people fail but i don't see i don't know anybody that's regretted playing in the minor leagues i mean it's tough but it definitely turns into a different person what is the thing that keeps you sharp and be able to show up day after day um, and be able to perform in an environment where there's so many games one after the other? Uh, I'm real big on uh, like separating the game from me as a person. So like <clears throat> I'll have a game and I'll figure out if I had a good game or bad game, I'll kind of take myself aside. Okay, you did this well, you did that, you didn't do that well. And sometimes I'll look at videos and watch the game and um, after I leave the field, I'm done. Like I don't talk about baseball. I <clears throat> just me. I just do my own thing. I go home. I just distance myself from it, not in a negative way, but just to kind of separate yourself from being just a baseball player because you're a person too. Like you can't be baseball every single day. I would say it's the young kids. Like I had a dad ask me. He's like, "When is too much?" I'm like, "Just separate it. Like, learn when to be a baseball player when you're at the field." maybe hour before, but once you leave the field and figure out what you did that day and what need to get better, shut up and go do something fun for yourself. I mean, go play video games, go hang out with your buddies, go do something, go eat a Buffalo Wild Wings, watch some football, whatever's on TV, but separate it. Cause if you do baseball every single day, you're going to burn out real quick and not just from the season, you're going to not want to play anymore. Cause I've seen guys that are like, I can't do it. And they were baseball 24 seven. That's one big thing I do now. I separate it like on the field, I'm more intense sometimes, but and once I'm off the field, like I don't even talk about baseball. Like, if I go out to eat with guys, I'm like rule number one: like we're not talking about baseball. Like unless you want to talk about the game that's on TV, but we're not talking about our game at all. That's a big thing. Just separate yourself. An ideal day off for you: no games, no practice. What are you doing on that day? Uh, so like when I was in Portland, I'd wake up, I go get some coffee at this coffee place. I go sit, I eat breakfast by myself, listen to music. And then I'd go to either like uh, the national park or somewhere just to walk around and just to be outside. Cause I like being outside and I like to just enjoy nature and stuff in its own. So I do that a lot. Or if I couldn't get outside, I go play some video games, maybe listen to music, but just kind of distance myself from the chatter of everyday life. Just kind of be with myself or be outside. What's your uh, What's your video game of choice? Uh, I'm big on the Division 2. It's a online game about, like, a crisis going on in different factions. A bunch of my friends play, like, Fortnite and stuff, and I never got into it because I'm really bad at it. I'm not patient enough to play it. And then a lot of guys play, like, the show, which is cool now because they have, like, Marley Grossers, but, like, they're always, you should play it. I'm like, no, like, that's my life. Like, I do that <laughs> every day. Like, I don't want to go over four in the show and then wake up and go over four in real life and, <laughs> and I'm over eight both and I'm just sitting in bed like wondering like okay I can't get a hit in the video game now I can't get a hit in the real life like, striking out virtually and in real life <laughs> yeah exactly it's just 
is a no go for me. But I I never really got into sports games because I mean, I live a sports game. So yeah, you do. So I'm gonna finish off here with some rapid fire questions. Whatever comes to mind first. Um. So first, I'll start. Are you superstitious or not? Uh, I have one superstition, and it is um I don't let pitchers touch my bat, swing it. I if I see one touch my bat, I tell them to put it down like right away because. I don't. I tell them I don't put your glove on. I don't go on the mound and throw pitches. Is y'all trying to take hits away from hitters, and I don't want you taking hits away from me when you touch my bat. But other than that, I'm not superstitious. Like I'm probably the least superstitious person ever. Besides that, like I do 20 different things, 20 different days. I'll go to the field. I'll listen to this music. Listen to that music. I'll do this. Some days I'm like, let me do this today instead. So I think that's probably my superstition is not having one. One of my favorite things about minor league baseball is the crazy. Your favorite thing that you've participated in as a player? We had uh, so many of them, but uh, I think my favorite one was when I was in uh, Lakewood, New Jersey in 2016. It was um, it was called Catterday, and it was bring your cat to the baseball field, which was kind of wild to me because we have <clears throat> we have like bark in the park where they bring your dog, but like they're legit cats on leashes and stuff there, and. Um, our jersey was a collage of different cats <clears throat> so we had to wear that we played in that game played in the game in that jersey and um there's this cat there his name was bam bam before the game and i guess he did commercials and stuff he was like a showbiz cat so they're like who wants to hold it and no one was like no no one wanted to hold it i was like i got a cat i'll hold him so like she gave him to me and like immediately he was like meowing like not like in a good <laughs> way. he was like yelling at me he's like put me down and like in the picture that I have, this him just me smiling like obliviously, and him just like yelling. And like people don't know, like I dropped him right after that because like he scratched me. I just I just let him go. I was like, all right, like no. <laughs> and that was probably my favorite day. Even though he had an upset cat. <laughs> yeah. Last couple fire off questions for you. Toughest pitcher you've ever faced? Oh man, that's a tough one. It's a bunch. A lot of people struck me out. Um, <laughs> I forget. It might have been this guy named Cody Carroll. I think his name was. It was in 2017. But I remember I was facing. He's righty, so I was hitting left-handed, and like he threw me a pitch and it cut across the plate. And like I knew the catcher. I was like, "Dang, that was a good slider, man." And he like laughed. I was like, "What?" He's like, "That was a fastball." I said, "Oh no." I learned. <laughs> it's like I'm like, in trouble. The I'm in trouble meme. Yeah, I was like, what comes to mind? Like, oh, I'm in danger. Yeah. I'm in danger because I was ball one. I was like, all right. I was like, I shut. I was like, all right, I got this. I got this. Next pitch, same thing. Swung right through. Like, didn't even come close. I was like, all right, it's all right, all right. Next pitch, I had to do a slider, and it was a backdoor slider. So I, I started another batter's box. And I was like, oh, let's not come back. And I was like, oh, let's come back. Strike two. I was like, stepped out. I was like, all right. Like, you're not supposed to say this, but I was like, all right, don't strike out. Because I had family hands. I was like, don't strike out. But that's, a, that's for kids, if you're listening, don't ever say that to yourself because you're going to strike out. <laughs> <laughs> Next pitch immediately, fastball, cutter. I took it. I was like, like I froze. I was like, oh, God. And, like, he knows the strike. And I looked like the umpire. I was trying to, like, argue. I was like, never mind. I'm just going to walk past the dugout. And that guy was pretty tough. But, I mean, everybody's tough now. I mean, I've faced, I've faced big leaguers now, too. I mean, I remember there's one time we faced Nick Pavetta, who was with the Phillies for – a while he was their, one of their starters and he got sent to triple a because i guess he wasn't doing that great i don't know how it happened but it was his first day back from triple a and you could tell he was upset because he was just getting the ball and just <laughs> and like even the guys come back yeah. were like he's so mad 
And, like, he struck out, like, six in a row. And that was my first game at home in AAA. So it was, like, 98, 99, 98. Three pitches later, I was like, what happened? He ended up going, like, six innings with, like, ten strikeouts. And I was like, wow. So, like, you can see. You shouldn't feel too bad about that one. No, everybody struck out. So I was like, I mean, I think I had three of those. But, sorry, it happens. But you can tell, like, once you get up there, like, why they're in the big leagues. What is the best walk-up song that you've had that you think? Oh, easy. Um, it was 2016, and it was Salt and Pepper, and the song was What a Man, What a Man. And it was just funny that everybody laughed when they came. I like having funny songs people when I come up. So, like, and every time I'd get, like, a message on, like, Facebook from, like, fans, oh, I love your walk-up song. And that was probably my favorite one. What is the most embarrassing moment that's happened to you on the field? A trip and fall? Crazy play? Probably the most embarrassing thing, when I, like, I started switch hitting in 2015, so it's still fairly new, but in 2016, when I was with the Phillies still, I got into a bad habit of when I hit left-handed and I'd ride it with a slider, I'd get into a habit of swinging at the slider and it would hit me. Like, I'd miss it and it would hit me in the leg. Like, it wasn't like once every, it was like once every month. And, like, it was strike three, too. So, like, I would swing, and then it hit me in the leg, and I'd look around, and I'd look in the dugout, and my teammates would be laughing at me. Like, the middle of the game was cracking up because this ball literally just hit me. And I would kind of, like, just walk back to the dugout, like, all right, that just happened. And, like, the first time I was like, all right, that just happened one time. It happened at least, like, six or seven times. <laughs> six or seven? Yeah, it was – it was – it wasn't – it's not my greatest thing. Like, it's embarrassing. It hasn't happened since then, I don't think. What is the biggest piece of advice that you would give to a youth player who wants to be where you are right now one day? Uh, I, th- I think the biggest piece of advice is, like, set goals. Like, know where you want to be. I say set lofty goals and then set re- realistic goals for your season. And outwork anybody. Like, keep working. Like, if you think you're working hard, work hard and work harder. And you'll know when you're working hard because you'll see it on the field and you'll be confident because preparation equals success. And when you know you're good, it's because you put the work in. And I think a really big thing that people overlook is to get good grades, like keep your grades up, because that's one thing that if you're in college, even in high school, that's going to keep you off the field. And coaches look at that, like especially in pro ball, like being a smart player is something that's valued. But not just like smart baseball-wise, but just in general. If you're smart off the field, you can be smart on the field and just making good decisions like that. I think those are the biggest things. Absolutely. Well, awesome. Thank you for joining me, Josh. I appreciate you taking the time and hopefully you and all the players who are dying to get back on the field will be there soon. So stay safe. Thanks for joining me. Appreciate you too.